Welcome to the eavesdrop. This is Brett Pattestain. I am your host. I'm the host of this program. Uh, so I'm doing a new thing where I put out the word to some uh, hometown heroes, some uh, musicians and bands and stuff uh, in the, the Boise area. That's where we record this. Uh, that's where I live. Because <laughs> um, I don't have any music, if you haven't noticed. I don't have any good music to start the show or end the show because uh, I couldn't find any that I liked. And it was time to start putting this podcast up. And uh, I'm a slow motherfucker. So uh, a few people reached out, and so I'm just going to start playing some of their music uh, sporadically, maybe like at the beginning of the show, maybe during breaks or at the end of the show and stuff like that. Um, so this, uh, this first song that's good we're going to open the show with is uh, by a friend uh, who has been very supportive of the different things that I've done for some reason. He's a very cool guy. Uh, he used to host a, a radio show on uh boise radio um and but he doesn't anymore that show's still around it's called vivisect view uh and it's on uh you know the boise boise radio whatever that station is called (laughs) uh so this uh this so this is going to be like a new thing on the show and uh i'm going to try and do new songs every week uh just like there's new people on the show every week other than me Uh, So it kind of fits right in with that theme. So to kick off this new thing uh, and to kick off the show, we're going to have a song from Thomas Paul. And this is off his record that he put out just this year in January. It's called No Air Anywhere. And this song is the first song on the album. It's called Bittersweet, S-U-I-T-E, as in a hotel suite. Bittersweet Part 2. And here it is. Welcome to the show. Uh, like I said before, I'm Brett Battistain. This is the Eavesdrop of the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. This show, of course, I just, as you all know, I kind of open up the doors and just say, whoever wants to come be on this thing should come be on it. And uh, so far, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty great. It's been weird and interesting and <laughs> all those things. I, so far, am by myself here today, and it's June 19th, so we just passed Father's Day. Of course, maybe not of course, I don't know, you don't fucking know me. (laughs) Uh, I have two kids, so Father's Day is 
nice in that regard, but this one was a, a little emotional. It's the first Father's Day that I've had since my dad passed away last November. My dad and I were very close. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about that in <laughs> extensive detail, you should check out uh, the other eavesdrop podcast dealing with it with Matt and Trish Stone. And uh, they interviewed me. It's a podcast about, you know, dealing with loss. They lost their father slash husband. It's, it's a mom and son podcast. They're a mother and son duo. So it's not like that was their husband, father or yeah. Uh, so they wanted, they have brought me on and uh, talked about what it was like losing my dad. So yeah, this was the first father's day with out him and it was weird it, it kind of hit me more than i thought it was going to it his we had his birthday a couple months ago and that was something that i thought was going to be tough but it wasn't that tough and father's day for some reason just uh hit me more intensely than i thought it was going to and it kind of put a put a cloud on the whole day for me. So this Father's Day, as much as I enjoy being a dad most of the time, I would say 80% of the time I enjoy being a dad. 70% of the time. 70% 70 of the time. Maybe 75. But I would say, uh, I'd say that's pretty good. You know, I'm not crushing it, but I'm doing, I'm doing enough to get by. So that was, that was, uh, a tough day, but it has passed now. I'm kind of starting to feel it kind of lingered for a couple of days. You know, if you're not a typically sad person, sometimes when you get in those bouts, it can kind of follow you for uh, a couple of days and it sure did, but I am feeling good. I'm feeling good about the show today. We'll see if anybody stops by, if anybody eavesdrops by. <laughs> I think that's what we should call it. Are you eavesdropping by? Is that stupid? <laughs> I sure hope not. Uh, so, yeah. My kids are four, and almost four in one. You've probably heard me talk about them a little bit here and there, but since nobody's here, I guess I can just fill you in on all that juicy good stuff. They're almost four, four in July. My son, Finn, my daughter, Hadley, just turned one in April, and it is the most difficult thing I've ever had to do, you know, cause there, there's jobs that are, that I've done that are like labor intensive and physically demanding and, you know, emotionally demanding and mentally demanding and exhausting. But with those jobs, I at least know if I'm doing a good job or not. You know, I think that's what makes parenting so hard is that you just don't know if you're doing a good job. You're always fucking something up. You're all, there's always something that you're going to be messing up. And with two kids and at the ages they're at, it is super duper hard to do a good job with them. Almost all the time. It's almost never easy to do a good job. Like it's, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing 90% of the time. And especially with my son. Who's almost, like I said, he's almost four and he is very stubborn, like his mom and dad. And he's very opinionated and very emotional, also like his mom and dad. 
on both of those, <laughs> you know? So it's by our own design, I guess, whether intentional or not, that he's like this. And it just seems like with him, everything's been an argument or a fight lately, and he's always being defiant, and he's always, you know, fighting us on every step of the way on every little thing that we have to do throughout the day. And whether it's mom's going to work or dad's going to work, he is going to want whoever is leaving to stay. And, you know, that is touching, 95% touching and sweet, but 5%, it's like, I got to get out of this fucking door. I got to go. I have to go right now. And it's sometimes it's hard to be patient with that. And I don't know whether I should be like, hey, man, fucking buck up because sometimes people are going to leave. <laughs> Most of the time they'll come back, but, you know, you can't just throw a fit every time somebody has to go do something else. That's not the, the way to live, as, according to me. That's not the way I want to live. So I, I, all I can do, I guess, is just impart the things that are, are important to me and real to me. And I get, you know, sometimes he'll want to watch TV and he, it's not time to watch TV. He can't watch TV and he throws a big fucking fit or, you know, he has to share with his sister and, or his sister wants to play with something that he's playing with. And it's just every step of the way throughout the day, there's just some fucking thing that's going to get under this kid's skin and, he's going to get bent out of shape about it. And I don't know whether I'm supposed to be firm and a disciplinarian with him and make sure, you know, you you gotta toughen up kid. You gotta toughen up. Or if I should try and be more nurturing or should I just try and be real with him and tell him where I'm coming from and try and discuss it with him. And I try all those things from time to time. I, I don't know if they're working. Because they're obviously, nothing's going to, you're not going to get results on anything that you try for a long time. You know, maybe not even till they're in their 30s. <laughs> I'm in my 30s and I'm for sure a disappointment. <laughs> now, I have a, I had a good relationship with my dad and had a good, I have, <laughs> have, have a good relationship with my mother uh as good as you can have you know so i don't know i don't it's being a when they say being a parent is the toughest job there is you know bill burr has that great bit where he's like no being a mother is not the toughest job in the world which obviously you know there are jobs that are <laughs> very tough but I think they're, and obviously that's a platitude that doesn't really, isn't true. You know, being a mom or being a dad, to be fair, is not the toughest job in the world. You know, there are millions other jobs that are tougher. I mean, yeah, being a kid working at McDonald's and just having a bunch of people just be impatient and shitty to you all fucking day long. Or imagine working like the customer service desk at Walmart and people are just shitting on you all the time or working at a customer service call center and somebody's fucking MacBook Pro isn't working and they got it from, it's a 90 year old person and their grandkid got it for them for their birthday or something and they have no idea how to even, they've never seen a computer before and they're calling pissed 
and that person has to like try and keep some semblance of <laughs> positivity in the scenario that is fucking hard i don't know if that's as hard as being a parent but that is a fucking shitty job it, th- there are many shitty jobs out there most jobs are pretty shitty you know but there is some truth to the platitude that being a mom and i'll throw in just from being a dad being a dad is a really fucking difficult job mostly because you just don't know there's no measure of how well you're doing because you could be a shitty per- you could be a shitty fucking shitty terrible parent and you could have an awesome kid and you can be a great parent and have a fucking and do your hardest and try to love that kid as much as possible and you could have a we need to talk about Kevin scenario and that sounds fucking horrible <laughs> But, you know, Tilda Swinton was doing her best. That was who it was. Tilda Swinton in that movie, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, she was doing her fucking best. You know, the mother uh, who now is like a, an advocate for, you know, safety, gun safety, I think, or just uh, mental health, an advocate for mental health awareness. The One of the mothers of one of the Columbine shooters um she it sounds like she was doing everything she could you know she's obviously not perfect there's obviously problems in their family but she was doing she was giving it the old college try it's from what i can tell and look how her fucking kid ended up so what do you have to what do you have to do to raise a good kid i don't know that's tough it's super duper duper tough speaking of columbine when i lived in denver I, the first place that I lived in was a Columbine Street, and we moved because there were gunshots fired outside of our house. <laughs> so we hightailed it out of there as quick as we could. So that was uh, just, I, I guess, on the subject of Columbine and shootings and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Being a parent what what can you do i I would love to have people come on the show and just talk about being a parent because i can it is it's endlessly fascinating to me honestly there's so many facets and so many complexities to it and so much goes into it and you have to be if you're trying if you want to raise a good person well again this none there is no fucking rule how many like amazing people are out there that just had like shitty parents? You know, they're all. They're, there would be very few autobiographical movies if the good parent, if you know, there were only good parents all the time. So I don't know, I don't know. Obama's dad was <laughs> banned his family, you know. And he became president of the United States. And, uh, you know, I guess that doesn't mean as much now that we have Donald Trump in office and he kind of just seemed to slime his way in there. Uh, I got to make less mouth sounds on this show. Stop doing the, you know. Wow.
whine. <laughs> I'm trying not to be, a, I try not to be a whiner about parenting because I try not to be a whiner in general. For one, that's something, you know, my, that was important to my dad. And that's something that happened to be passed along to me is to not be a whiner. And, you know, my dad was not a tough love person in the least. You know, he told us he, he was affectionate and told us that he loved us and was proud of us and all that stuff, which I am thankful for. But, you know, he did not like whining. That was like one of his things. He had a few things where he was very cool, very laid back, but he had a few things where he just was not chill. <laughs> and whining was one of them. And that's something that is important to me too. I don't like whining. You know, I feel like either do it or don't do it. And, and that's, a, that's where my dad and I differ a little bit. If it's not, my dad would say that if you, you know, when I was younger, he would say, if you, you know, you got to stick with it. You got to stick with what you're doing, you know, stick with it. He was not a dick about it. If I wanted to, if we wanted to stop doing something, but it, you could tell, we knew that it was important to him to stick with something, whether it was like a sport or, you know, whatever it is you were trying to accomplish. I'm different. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not so, um, particular about it, you know, do it or don't do it, but don't, you know, just don't whine about it. And I think there's a difference between venting, I guess, and whining because sometimes you just need to get your thoughts out there. I mean, that's a lot of what this show is, is just getting your thoughts out there. But, you know, if you're, if you don't like something, I guess I kind of touched on this on last week's episode where I was talking about my relationship with stand-up comedy, which I have done a lot in the past, but don't really do much these days. And because it wasn't bringing me a lot of joy and I didn't really feel like I needed to like stick with it. I just, you know, I was, I feel at peace with where I'm at with that. And why do something if it's not going to enhance or i guess you know if it you don't feel like you're getting something out of it you know if you feel don't feel like you're getting anything out of it then life is too fucking short you know there's a lot of things that you could be doing and having a dedication to something that's not bringing something to the, back to the table in return whether it's a job or anything if it's not do if it's not doing its part i think everything's 50-50 you know <laughs> If you're going to give 100% to a job, the job's got to give 100% back to you. That's what I think. And whether that means money or creative fulfillment or fulfillment of some other sort, I think it has it has to do that. Otherwise, it's fucking bullshit and you should quit. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, Father's Day. That was uh, a tough, a tough day. First day without my dad. I remember my one of the most I, my dad never really got like mad or frustrated with me or my sisters he, well he never like lashed out he wasn't a yeller he was very calm a very calm presence at least in my life i think my sisters would probably say the same thing but maybe not who knows and i uh one of the time oh yeah right so one of the times he really like lost it at me was when I, I think I was probably nine or 10 and my mom 
did something or said something or was probably making me do something like making me turn off the TV so I could go so I could take out the trash or something and I got all bent out of shape about it and I was like oh mom I hate you and it was not true it wasn't even true in the moment I think I just had seen too many movies and TV shows where some bratty preteen or teenager like lashes out at their parent and is like I hate you you're ruining my life and I think I was just trying to emulate that experience <laughs> but in the movies the parents always like oh okay yeah whatever or you know they it just ends there or they like take it really personal and they're like oh my god my kid hates me which is a valid response for sure <laughs> you know and i ran up to my room after i screamed that and moments later i ran out there and slammed the door and moments later i just hear like a rumbling up the stairs like boom, 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 boom. and my door swings open so hard like fucking kramer is bursting into my angry kramer is bursting into my room and my dad was like what did you say to your mom and this was jarring because i had never seen my dad this angry and it was really it was terrifying i was like oh shit this guy means business and I, so i was like i said i said i hate you and all he had to say was you never ever say that to your mom again and i was like oh shit okay and i <laughs> I never did. And maybe that speaks to how you present yourself to your kids, you know, to let them know that you're serious. Maybe if you keep some like cool, calm demeanor and, you know, you kind of are laid back about a lot of things. And I, I don't want to say you let things slide, but you really pick the things that are important to you and those are the things that you know maybe you whittle it down the values that you think are important or the morals or whatever whatever you want to call it but the the things those cosmic things that are different for everybody you know and maybe you just have to kind of condense your parenting down to those few things and you got to just you know relax on the other stuff and not get so bent out of shape which is hard, you know, when your kid is screaming at you or throwing a fit or my son, my son told me the other day that he loves his mom more than me, which just cut me to my core. And I, you know, I knew, I know that what nothing, I, I knew for that, that I, you know, he could, it could, it's that could mean a lot of things it could mean that he just like he's he doesn't know what love is you know he knows that we are like his people and he doesn't but he doesn't have like a strong grasp on what love is and what love means in the unit like the cosmic sense of it and finding a person that you have deep feelings for I believe that he does have deep feelings for us, but I don't think he has 
the context of having lived a long enough life to put something like an emotion like love into context of what it means. Maybe (laughs) this this just sounds like I am making the biggest excuse for myself (laughs) for what my son might love my wife and his mom more than he loves me. Maybe she's just a better person and he sees that. Maybe he does have the context and he's just like, you know, you know what, dad? I do love you, but sometimes you're a dick and mom is rarely a dick since she's just better than you. (laughs) So I love her more. So you're just going to have to get used to that. Maybe that's what he's thinking. And if that's the case, fine. You know what? I agree. I love your mom more than I love you too. Uh, uh, um, yeah, he's, he, he's a cool kid. He's a great kid. He's so smart and he's so sweet and he's so tender and he's got a very, he does have a kind heart. He does, you know, he wants other people to try the stuff that he's trying. He does want you know, he's, he is good about taking turns with stuff for the most part. Sometimes with his sister, it's a little rough, but there are a lot of times, you know, credit where credit's due. There are a lot of times where his sister won't want to be playing with something and he'll just be like, Hey, do you want to come check this out? And I think that's great. And he always wants to like share his food with me. (laughs) If he likes something, he'll, you know, he'll be having a popsicle and I'll be like, how is it? And he'll be like, it's really good. Do you want to share it with me? That's like, that's so sweet for a kid. You know, a kid doesn't want, I don't want to share. I don't want to share my popsicle with anybody. Get your fucking own popsicle. (laughs) But he is so sweet and he he loves to give people kisses and he loves to give hugs. And, you know, he loves to snuggle and cuddle and all that, those great things that kids, that makes a kid great and he is those things. And I don't think any of his things that make him difficult, especially at this stage, you know, I mean, so obviously it's like a trope that two-year-olds, I guess more these days, I would say, I would think that most people would say like three and four are more, even more difficult than two, because honestly, Finn was rad when he was two. (laughs) He was a very easy two-year-old. Three has been much more difficult especially with his new sister and stuff like that. So, you know, that three, three is difficult. Uh, but I obviously have only had one three-year-old and I don't know a ton of kids outside of my children. So, uh, yawn, I guess, I guess I'm tired already. I guess I'm just going to end the podcast here. Um, I am... Uh, this is kind of cool that nobody has showed up yet because I, I, I guess I did want to talk about this stuff just because Father's Day was so fresh. And I have the, I think Father's Day might have been more emotional for me because, because I'm a father. And so my dad's birthday might not have been so intense because he... You know, it's his birthday and it's an important day, but it's not, 
you know the understanding that you have get for have for your parents after you become a parent at least for me changed a lot my perspective on my parent my parents changed a lot after i had my son so i think that's probably why it ended up being a little bit more difficult than i would have anticipated i didn't think about it until the day and then it was like oh shit this is tough i am sad uh yeah, so uh, I I'm, I appreciate whoever is listening for listening to this because clearly it was on my mind. Clearly, it's something I want to talk about. So I'm kind of glad nobody has shown up yet, or maybe at all, because it this probably wouldn't have been as easy to talk about and just spill my guts uh, if somebody was also talking into a microphone. So you know. What can you do? <laughs> but now that I've said all I wanted to say, uh, you know, I <laughs> sure hope somebody shows up. <laughs> um, I record this podcast. If you don't know, if this is your first time listening, record this podcast every Wednesday from 4.30 to 6.30. And um, I get, maybe people are just getting bored with it, which is fine. You know, get bored with it. And maybe, maybe I'll have to rework it. That's totally fine with me. I do not expect this podcast to be this in the next year, you know, or six months, you know, I'm, this podcast could be become anything and I'm not going to be too precious about anything. You know, I do have the rule so far that I don't want people to come two weeks in a row. I explained that on a previous episode. You can listen to it there. I think it was like episode four or something like that. And I just don't want, I just don't want it to get monotonous. I don't want it to get stagnant. I don't want it to be the same every week. So I don't necessarily want it to be the same people on every podcast. Which I'm sure you don't either. I think part of the fun for a listener, even now, might be that I am utterly alone and just doing my best to fill the time, to be honest. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's been like, what, a uh, half hour? And, you know, I think for a half hour, being able to talk consistently for a half hour, you know, We'll see. I I think I got maybe another half hour in me. Maybe another hour. I don't know. You know, we'll fucking see. <laughs> uh, there's also a new rule, I think, that I, I'm going to put in place. And it's just that I think when... So it, there have, there's been a couple times where... Uh, so we have we have three extra mics here. Uh, the mic that I'm on, which I think is necessary for this show in particular, that I have a microphone. And I, you know, <laughs> say what you will about me as a podcast host, but I, it's my show, so you can go fuck yourself. I'm going to have a microphone, so I need a microphone. And then we have three other mics, and then we have a shitty extra mic. So we have, th we, the new rule is that if you 
are so if there's three people here if all the microphones are taken we do have an extra mic um just in case uh but it's shitty and it has a not a very good sound quality we're planning on getting some new microphones eventually you know to and you know in case we have a battle a podcast royale type thing where i just let (laughs) 100 people on at one time uh but so anyway the rule is that if you are the first person here if somebody if and then you know all the mics are taken and somebody else shows up a fourth person shows up you know just recuse yourself that's your time that's your time limit and uh i think that's what we're gonna do so um i think that's fair you know uh i'm the, the rules for this show the or the guideline the format of this show i you know i don't want to be too authoritarian about it <laughs> you know so yeah i think that's fair um and you know it just helps and keeps new people on here keeps it fresh you know uh i you know i, I yeah i don't i i i i, I don't know uh i want it to be you know we've i've talked about this before about what i want this fucking podcast to be you don't need to hear it again but um man it sure is a hot one out there (laughs) just gonna pivot randomly into the weather now um uh if if you haven't seen on our Facebook page, on the eavesdrop Facebook page. Um, I think it's facebook.com slash eavesdrop podcast network. I think you, uh, if you go to that you, or Instagram, you can see some pictures of our new rolling studio, which is the product of one of my podness, uh, Koji Krill from the permanent time off, po- permanent time off podcast. Uh, it's his van. He made it, took his van and <laughs> turned it into a rolling podcast studio. It's very cool. And maybe we'll do like, a an eavesdrop, an on the road eavesdrop where we'll just drive around our fair city of Boise and l- kind of drag people into being on this podcast and we'll do it from his van, which could, you know, could be pretty wild. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. You should check out the pictures. It's very, it's a very cool setup. It's very fun. Um, and obviously Koji is a <laughs> genius person and, uh, is always coming up with cool shit like that. So, uh, which is why I wanted him to be a part of this thing. That is the eavesdrop podcast network with me, of course. Uh, and uh, check out his podcast for sure. It's a great podcast. It's very funny. It's super fun. Uh, it's the same thing. I, it's a, that that that's the same thing I say about every every podcast on this network. I think, uh, but it's true. I'm super proud of all the shows that are on here, and I feel like they keep getting better. I feel like the re- reception to them is getting better. You know, if you are listening to this, do me a favor and hop on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, wherever on wherever you're listening to the podcast or, uh, at our email, eavesdrop podcasts, eavesdrop podcasts at gmail.com. And 
let us know, you know chat with us let us know what you're what you're thinking about the shows if you like them if you hate them what you think could be improved what you think is great about them i we would love to hear that and i think there's enough people out there that are listening to these shows at least listening to this show it's not a lot i'll be honest but to be fair i have not put a lot into this <laughs> uh and so but yeah let us know what you're what you're thinking what you what your deal is and what what you you know what well, i want some input i really do i want to know what the people out there listening to this or on the facebook page are are thinking about all this because honestly a lot of times for me i feel stupid for even for putting this together we are a independent podcast network which uh, i uh, is a thing but obviously you don't hear a lot about them and we have a fuck ton of podcasts it seems like everybody in boise now has a podcast because of this podcast network which is not the case but we do have a, a lot of podcasts on here and it's kind of ridiculous how many there are uh it's definitely hard to keep the quality <laughs> of them up when there's that many but I think everybody who is involved is doing a fucking awesome job. And so I would love if you went to the Facebook pages of the individual podcasts that are here, go, you know, go on our website. You can leave, uh, you know, at the bottom of every page, every podcast page for the different shows, there's like a feedback form and, you know, reach out to us. It, those forms go directly to the podcasts that is you know that podcast and let them know what you're thinking uh i'm sure they would love to hear that all right we're gonna take a quick break and uh you're gonna listen to some more thomas paul and uh we'll be right back That was, uh, again, Thomas Paul. Uh, he said he gave us permission to use some of his music, and so that was Thomas Paul. Uh, you should support Thomas by uh, going to his Bandcamp page, thomaspaul.bandcamp.com, and buying one of his songs, buying one of his albums maybe, or just following him on there, or you know, just uh, find him on Facebook or uh, Instagram or whatever, wherever he's at, find him there and just tell him that he's great and tell him you heard about him on, uh, on the eavesdrop. Uh, so anyways, I've been here for like an hour by myself <laughs> and, uh, finally somebody decided to show up. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Riley. Hi. H hello. How are you? Good. How are you? 
I'm all right. Yeah. I'm lonely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, good. <laughs> I've never appreciated somebody being here more. <laughs> the right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Well, you know, I I saw that uh, I saw that uh, call for non-white dudes. Yes. To uh, come yes. come in Thank and. You. Uh, I tried to leave work earlier, but oh. they wouldn't let oh, me. Oh, gotcha. I, pre- I do. Yeah. So earlier, I, usually the way the show works is I'll put something out on Facebook when I'm about to record. And today I was like, you know, I'm kind of sick of having it just be dudes all the time <laughs> yeah. and just hearing like the same talk about uh, Game of Thrones over and over again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, can we just maybe have like a, a woman in here? Maybe? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, but your wife came in a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, she has. And then my friend uh, Koji, uh, his wife, Abby, his wife. has okay. come a couple times. Yeah, that's nice. But that's, you know, <laughs> it, it kind of doesn't count. It, well, know? I mean, they are their own people, person. Of course, right? so. but they're they're doing it more out of just like they're, uh, you know, they're uh, here. The, yeah, they're around. Right, right, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, and honestly, they just want to plug their own podcast. <laughs> That's why they're on here. I mean, yes, totally plugging podcasts. Mm. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Do you have an ulterior motive? No, I don't. I don't have an ulterior motive. No, I just like being on podcasts, which, you know. It's fun. It is fun. It's nice. And it's fun not to be on my own podcast. Oh. <laughs> there we go. No, I'm, uh, the a- Atheist Nomads. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, that's a great podcast. Yeah, it is a great podcast. We're, um, after last episode recording, uh, Dustin my co-host who started atheist nomads uh he's amazing he's got so much knowledge about um religion that i do not um but he does a segment now called dusting off the degrees and it's gotten so in depth that lauren and i are just like uh okay <laughs> and so now he's um making another podcast oh with just that so so it's like the religious version of like hardcore history yeah type yeah thing? okay yeah exactly so that sounds cool um, that, into that. that should be cool uh yeah. for, for Dustin and people who love hardcore religious history yeah i mean it, a lot of it is very weird and fa- yeah. like fascinating yeah. for how just kind of like off the wall it, it right. seems a lot of right. the time yeah which that's usually just me staring at him going, uh-huh. Which, I mean, is not it, my face, which you can't see over podcasts. It's just <laughs> this blank stare of, what? Um, can I get a diagram on that? <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, well, that's a great ad for his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, but he, he is great. And if you love the history part and uh, and stuff. But... We don't have to talk about my podcast because, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. So there, there we go. There's this isn't that just a podcast about, about other podcasts. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so no Game of Thrones. Let's see. what. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just talk about all the things we can't talk about. Let's not talk about this because covered. this has already been five episodes of this. Well, this will be... <laughs> this will either be six or seven. Okay, yeah. Because uh, I, I, the thing is, is that I have a... Uh, I've recorded a f- quite a few of these, okay. and I've released them out of order a little bit. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Just depending on how I feel, right? <laughs> and trying, you know, trying to mix it up a little bit. Well, you know, you've got control, and you're in charge. You can make up yeah, the rules. I'm pretty much the god of this podcast, yeah, exactly. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> 
there is some exactly. intelligent design right, to right. this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Well, I love the drop-in theory. Although now I'm like, well, no one else wanted to drop in. Well, I think I was talking about that a little before you got here. Yeah. Is that maybe I think people just got burnt out because I yeah. this is the the longest I've had somebody not show up. Oh, yeah. Every every other one people have shown up either right at, on the on the dot. I've had yeah. people get here early, oh. which is like I'm rolling up to the studio <laughs> and there's people like waiting in the lobby for yeah. me, and they're just like, "What? <laughs> Why?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What is happening right now? Yeah. And then I've also, there's one episode that uh, I think 12 people showed up to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I, unfortunately it's, I'm probably not ever going to release it because there was a technical, like we took a break and we didn't have, we only have a few microphones here, but the people that were here had microphones with them. So we just plugged in extra microphones, (laughs) but one of them was like a uh i don't know what kind of microphone it was but it just like was picking up like all of the like room a lot and so it was like super echoey so the sound quality on the second half of the episode is like unlistenable um plus it's it's there yeah how can you keep track of 12 people uh i'm a dick (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just like you shut up (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah i mean i was listening to a couple episodes before and there was thank uh, you yeah, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it up to a, a certain point. Okay. <laughs> well, you. there's For just some honesty. people. Well, there's just some people who uh, overpower conversation sometimes, and yeah. not to say that that's a bad thing. Everybody's opinion. Yeah. Is great. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm just being honest, and basically, no, I'm I... just being tired and a bitch right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, that not guy. at all. I don't think you. I don't think you are. I think. I think it is. Uh, it, it, for for me, just as the the host of the show, right. it's hard for me to know when to put my foot down and right. kind of be a little bit more aggressive in right. steering the show, yeah. you know, and taking command. Yeah. Because that's not always my first instinct. Right. You know, and sometimes I just get caught up in what's happening and who's here. And uh, it's, it's tough to know when yeah. to kind of like put your foot down and... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, you should just be like Dustin, and he'll just cut us off. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, but, you know, there's also other points. Not that, Dustin, you're great if you listen to this. I love you so much. Uh, you're a well, great co-host. For but sure. there's also those points. I mean, we had to really learn how to do that because he started out by himself and or with somebody else who's no longer there anymore. And then um, gotcha. it was just him and Lauren and a guest and then now it's the three of us and so sometimes i think he's like oh my gosh you guys stop getting (laughs) off track like i need to steer you back (laughs) yeah which i think is is good uh especially if you have a show with a specific topic right yeah for sure but with this show it's does we don't have a topic yeah you know we don't have a thing to get back to right let's just (laughs) right although i was listening and i was like wait you guys started off with this one point and then it just right totally totally got sidetracked and i was like wait i want really wanted to hear what your guys' (laughs) opinion was about this very first thing you were talking about Oh, okay well okay well i'll maybe you know that might be i I imagine probably if uh if i was listening to the podcast i would probably get annoyed by that as well so i you know i will do a better job of that (laughs) i i I honestly i appreciate the feedback for real i really do because 
I don't know. Right? Yeah. I'm just, I feel so, uh, like this place is kind of just like my bubble. Right. You know, and right. I don't know. Right. We don't have a ton of listeners, but there are yeah. people listening yes. for sure. And I don't do any promotion for this show. Right. <laughs> I don't like post about <laughs> it or anything. I try to like, pu- like pimp the other shows on yeah. eavesdrop, but like mine, I'm just like, you know, if people listen, whatever. Right. right. Uh, but I know there are people that are, li- they're finding it. So, yes. but they're not like talking about it. Right. So. Well, you, you'd be surprised. Like sometimes, uh, uh, I don't even realize what I say and then right. I'll have a listener say something and i'm like oh i said that yeah oh okay <laughs> Ooh, you know way more about me than oh. i thought i was just talking into the void but <laughs> right. people are really yeah. listening to me now well uh, funny enough last week uh the last episode that i put out at least there was a good chunk of time at the beginning when i was just by myself and i had a friend uh message me on facebook and he was like talking shit about accountants huh and i was like <laughs> Did I say something bad about accountants? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. I for sure didn't mean it. (laughs) Right, right. And it's funny. Like, sometimes you can mean something in the moment, and then 45 seconds later, it could be either the furthest thing from your mind or just not as important to to you or not reflect how you actually feel about that (laughs) at all. Right. It's just something, again, something you just put out into the world and... yeah. Yeah, you totally forget about it. Maybe it's because people are just always searching for a new identity all the time. So they're just always oh, put, yeah. we're putting these little feelers out there like, oh, yeah. hey, hey, fuck accountants, <laughs> right, guys? No? Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Uh... But if you guys are all into it, then definitely fuck accountants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and that's just who I, I I'm the yeah. fuck accountant guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? That's me now. Yeah. 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 So, for sure. Maybe. Maybe. People are, I feel, you know, people are always trying to find like a new identity, like especially like throughout adolescence. Mm-hmm. And I think we do that as adults too, but it's just not as drastic. Oh, I mean, for some, but for me, I'm always trying to. <laughs> Does anybody understand me? Let me explain why you should understand me now, well, well, you know? <laughs> right. But I, I guess what I, I guess what I mean is like in. like in high school or something it wouldn't be that weird to see somebody who's like totally preppy or something one day and then have like a blue mohawk the next day whereas like like in your adult life you probably wouldn't see that as often that's true that is true because yeah you do get kind of set into your stuff your stuff yeah 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 and then also being adult then you're like well now i've got a job and i have to I can't be this right. now, you know. I, so. I, like your adolescence is always, is spent like trying to not fit in a box, <laughs> and then as when you become more adult, it's like, well, I guess I can fit in a, a couple of boxes. Yeah. There's a lot of boxes, yeah. and I can fit into a couple of them. I don't right. have to fit in all of them. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Except for I'm always telling people, I'm like, don't put me in a box. <laughs> no, you can't hold me in. But yeah, no I, boxes. I have so many boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, yeah, me too. Like, uh, like, I think like sarcasm and like oh, yeah. cynicism are boxes that I've yeah. just like comfortably like fallen into and right. not even known it. You right. know, whereas b- before and earlier in my life, I was like, those are things that are keeping me out of the boxes. <laughs> but then you're like, but they are. It's like the Twilight <laughs> it Zone. Is the box. <laughs> it is the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah. Have you ever been so sarcastic? 
uh, and maybe this isn't sarcasm, but people think you're being mean, but you're just joking. Because I get that often where oh, they're yeah. like, God, you are so mean. Oh, yeah. All, but, all the time. Oh, but I'm, just don't take anything that I say seriously, please. For, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I have had people, I've, I've actually made a conscious effort to stop being so sarcastic yeah. and try to just be like more nice to people. <laughs> right. Because a few years back, my, my wife, Ashley, yeah. she, <laughs> like, I was like, people think I'm mean. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, like people that don't know you, you say stuff and they don't know that you're joking. Right. And they don't know that you're just being sarcastic yeah. or just like taking a, like a fun, like a fun jab. They think yeah. you're being, a, they think you're really being mean. Right. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, of course. Right. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yes. I mean, all I can think of is back to, because I watch 30 Rock a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I f- yes. Yeah. And so there's that episode where she goes back to high school and she thought she was just some loser, mm-hmm. nerdy per- mm-hmm. person, but everybody hates her. Oh. And I'm like, oh, that's probably me. Oh, I <laughs> relate to that yeah. so hard. Yeah. I, I, I was I, honestly, I was just thinking of that episode like <laughs> last week because I was doing one of the, I was like driving by myself, you know, and I was kind of just having like an introspective moment oh, yeah. of like thinking back to myself uh, in high school. And I thought of that episode specifically because I, I felt so put upon in high school and I was like the outcast and yeah. uh and, and like, I just didn't fit in and all that stuff. And like, looking back on it, it's like, no, I was actually a dick. Like I was a, <laughs> like, I thought I was bullied, but I, there was a lot of like people who were maybe like jocks or like, you know, like the preppy kids or yeah. something like, you know, like the popular kids or whatever. Right. And I was a dick to a lot of them for <laughs> no other reason than just that, like they were accepted by their peers. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so now I'm just gonna be a total dick to you about it. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, and that's like yeah. your my that was like my identity mm-hmm. in high school is this just that I was like a dick to right. people. And, right. But now looking back on it, it's like that's not like that's not who I thought I was at right. all. I thought I was so put upon. Right, right. Yeah. I uh I mean looking back at my high school, uh I just I tried to be friends with everybody, but then there were moments where people would be like, "You are so rude. <laughs> you are so rude." Do you do you have anything from that? Like, is there anything that sticks out in your mind of a time that you kind of look back on in like that period of your life where, it, at the time, you didn't really realize what you were saying, and then you look back on it and you're like, "Oh, that was so fucked up of me to say to that person." Uh. I don't specifically remember conversations, but like feelings behind, it, you know what I mean? Like just the overall ooh, vibe. Yeah, the overall vibe <laughs> of it. I mean, I specifically remember I I was a pretty uh, anxious and depressed teenager and child. I mean, which has uh, spilled over into my adulthood. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, so I actually was medicated pretty early on, and I do remember having somebody that I've known since elementary school and it was a it's a male friend uh saying like have you taken your pills because you're a real bitch right now oh god (laughs) so I'm like um oh which I probably looking at it I probably was being really snarky yeah and sarcastic about it but then also I'm like 
Never say that to me ever again. Well, I, uh, I'm on your I'm on your side. Yeah, I'm on your side on that one. I don't think right. I don't feel like that's the right thing to say to somebody. No, but I mean, we're all 15, 16 year olds. So what right. else are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. at the time, yeah, that really hurt, and obviously it stuck with me because I'm 35 now, and I still yeah. think about it from time to time. But then I'm, well, what? Well, I right. I I. Yeah, I back I back your your teenage self in that <laughs> yeah. circumstance because I, 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 if someone said that to me, like even yeah. now, I'd be like, "Fuck, fuck you, man!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm always so scared that someone's gonna say that to me, like, "You're acting different. Have you taken your medicine today?" Oh man. Oh. Uh, so if anyone's listening to this and they know me, they'll never <laughs> fucking say that to me. <laughs> Or it's good to have boundaries, right? Exactly. It's good to have boundaries. Or I'm not going to do anything but cry about it later. Huh. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I, there, there are a lot of times that I look back on from my youth where I thought I was so justified in yeah. what I was saying yeah. and like the attitude that I had towards a particular person. Right. Where it's absolutely, absolutely not not just my attitude was not justified yeah for sure yeah you know? <laughs> i mean do you still get that as an adult because i have been very aware of that lately uh <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm a little bit more conscious of it yeah and so it doesn't happen very often yeah. or at least when it does happen i can kind of look back on it and right. then talk to the person and be like hey you know just so you know like i was not in the right like state of mind right. or I was having like a bad day yeah. or that just, I wasn't at the time I wasn't like willing to hear what you were saying yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But now like after thought, having thought about it, I can kind of like, I understand what you were saying more. Right. Whereas in high school or middle school or oh, yeah. even in like my early twenties and yeah. stuff, it was like, if people like criticized me or, or anything mm-hmm. or had anything to say, it was like, fuck you right. <laughs> right, yeah. you don't know me <laughs> i always uh i'm usually the one who is aware of it more and i'll be like i'm sorry like a little yeah. bit later but i do notice that uh right off the bat if someone says something about me i'm like quick to justify well no and then it's so hard yeah and then i'm like okay uh take a second yes you were right yeah um that was my bad. It is really, <laughs> really hard to hear that sometimes, yeah. especially when in the moment, sometimes you can feel like you're so right mm-hmm. and you're so, so like some great injustice has yes, been made yes. against you and you're so <laughs> heated about it. And then a few, like an hour or uh, like a, even like a few minutes can go by yeah. and you're just like, all right, who fucking cares? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for, most, for the most part, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have to, um, hang my head low and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, skirt over to them and, uh, <laughs> tell them that, yes, I was wrong. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, 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 sorry about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just turn into Adam Sandler. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. This has gotten real... Real serious. This is what I like to do a lot, even with comedy. Like, I'm like, let me uh, turn this to a real serious thing. Me too. I <laughs> I appreciate that. You yeah. know, I don't feel like all everything always has to be uh, a funny thing all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They could. I just. I'm open to 
having it be whatever it is. You right. Know? That's why I, la- on the last week's episode, I was, uh, you know, uh, complaining about how it was always stand-up comedians coming on the show. Mm-hmm. And it was ho- ho- we couldn't really talk about anything other than just like stuff that we were trying to crack jokes about you know right and and you're you you're a stand-up comedian but Mm -hmm. i appreciate the fact that it doesn't always stuff doesn't always have to be funny oh no it can be whatever right (laughs) right yeah i i mean i love to laugh i also listen to things i'm like wow i really wish i could just not nitpick this whole conversation right now and uh (laughs) just joke around with everybody but uh right as it's been described there are two people in comedy there's two types there's Bert's and there's Ernie's right and I am definitely a Bert (laughs) like I am just like "Mm." although I can be goofy but for the most part I'm like oh I'm very rigid (laughs) (laughs) you know what I how long have you been doing comedy I've only been doing comedy for a year oh okay all right yeah yeah well so I this this kind of just came to me just now so Mm -hmm. this we can discuss it or not I could be wrong or I could be right I think for if we're going to go off of that theory that there's the Burt's and the Ernie's, right. I think the Burt's the cranky one, right? Yeah. Yes. Bert, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think there's probably more Ernie's that kind of get, get it quickly mm-hmm. and they kind of can find their, maybe their voice right. a little bit quicker. Right. But I think that the Burt's, it might be a longer, harder road, mm-hmm. but at the end, there, there's probably, I, I don't want to say more substance to it, mm-hmm. but maybe at least for me, right. there is, but right. there, it's a little bit, it, it ends up being a little bit more, uh, maybe even more funny because it could be a little bit more thoughtful and right. poignant. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> with mine, with my comedy, uh specifically because you know it's all about me uh <laughs> right now it is <laughs> right now yeah <laughs> till someone else gets here <laughs> uh I, i've been here's here's how i've been described as of lately uh bright and shiny uh which is great uh i do think i'm a bit goofy but when i talk about certain issues usually there are things that are happening happening in my life like that's the whole bits um and uh it's uh usually tragic and i've usually (laughs) cried about it a lot and then i'm like well let's make this into something funny and relatable now well Uh, you know what i'll what i will for sure not proclaim to be like a comedy expert or i'm speaking as purely as an audience (laughs) member at least that's something that you're it's something that you're passionate about and yes. something that's important to you. And right. if you're going to be doing a joke, uh, like a bit or something, mm-hmm. or talking about something right. repetitively over and over and over right. again, at least it's something that's important to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, I would describe it. I did a video that never aired for Boise's <laughs> uh, Funniest Person, probably because I like burped in the middle of it and I was being very like pessimistic and just like also talking very low because I was trying to do it secretly in my office so. oh, even if you win this there's a chance there's a big chance you're never gonna make anything right. of yourself right. yeah, so just have some perspective you fucking right. dicks yeah, exactly. <laughs> look at me one year in already jaded <laughs> but it was like you know I, I guess in my whole world is um 
comedy came into my life in a in a time that like I actually really needed this and uh it was all of a sudden I never thought I was a creative person I never thought uh I was a good writer um and then I I started because I did story story night I started with with story story night yeah for people that don't know it's like a, a Boise uh based storytelling uh uh event yes. show kind of uh, like the moth yeah right exactly yeah. right yeah and it's it's very cool and yeah uh, so yeah anyways sorry yeah, go yeah. on no no that's great uh we should probably talk about how there's not necessarily boise listeners yeah oh man well, let's hope <laughs> there's well there's a, a lot of times people will uh i i edit a lot of the shows on the network and i like people that come in here they'll like name drop somebody that's like a personal friend of theirs i'm like nobody knows who you're fucking talking (laughs) about exactly (laughs) you know you know that one person real popular yeah yeah so anyways sorry to uh, no no that's fine um so it it just happened to be that um uh, it, it stuck I mean, I can't. I, you got the bug. Yeah, I definitely got the bug, which, you know, realistically, uh, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm going to project myself and being like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something with this. this. Is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, well, you are doing something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's um, not the start and the finish. <laughs> yeah. Right. It doesn't matter yeah. if it ends or right. you, you change course or whatever. Right. It's just the fact that right now you are doing something. Yes, exactly. So within this year, it has been so many ups and downs uh but for hmm. the better i i mean i have so much more confidence now uh i am so much more self-aware i wish i could say that i'd i can have less therapy because <laughs> i basically just go up on stage um but there have been times where uh situations have happened and i've been able to go up on stage and just say it yeah. in a funny way huh. and then and it would would have been something that i would have obsessed about over and over for weeks but because i could get up and just say it at an open mic it's like oh okay well there it is and uh it's done there there is for sure something therapeutic about just putting it out there yeah and kind of go like back to what we were saying before right. just kind of like saying it into the void yes you know? yes exactly there's some there is something about that that makes it you feel uh just like it's off your shoulders a little bit like yeah. the weight is lifted a little bit and right. I, I don't know why that is i'm obvi- i'm not a, i'm yeah <laughs> i don't know if you know, know this but i'm not a psychologist really? <laughs> <laughs> i mean i sit here and i want to listen to you but uh... <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. uh but yeah that's i think i i think that's great yeah I think that's really cool that yeah that you get that out of it because i think there's yeah. definitely something valid to that right well and and it's funny because i can see like i picked up the bug I was very gung-ho. I was very excited about it. I was meeting new people. And then um, and then sometimes you you stray away a little bit, right? So, you know, you, you get caught up with other people and you yeah. kind of lose your own voice. Yeah. Um, which I have been told that usually happens within the first year. You like, you're trying to do the shock value thing and then you're trying to figure out kind of... Which also, 
I have also heard that uh, you don't actually find your voice for about 10 years. So that's, that's yeah, real the, fun. The Malcolm Gladwell thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, so, uh, j- just to interject really quick, I think that's I think that's true probably for a lot of uh, for a lot of things. Yeah. Not just not just the 10 year thing, but just right. like the finding your voice thing, because yeah. I think in anything that you do, whether it's like a creative art or right. uh, even if it's just like if you're like you know, a teacher or right. just somebody who works in an office, like you're still going to try and find your voice or you're like your place in this thing. Right. And I think a lot of times, you know, in the first like few years, a lot of it is just kind of like throwing a bunch of shit at the wall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and seeing kind of what feels right. You know, you're yeah. kind of just like feeling out like yeah. what it's going to be and feel kind of like getting a, a sense of like, well, do people like respond well to this? Right. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. Well, the, <laughs> right. do they respond well to this. Oh, oh they do. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'll keep that around. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm going to yeah. put that in my toolbox. Right. Right. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's not unusual. And I think yeah. that's, uh, I think that's true for a, a lot of things. Is... Absolutely. I, I mean, I was just at some other event. <laughs> I just go to a lot of events, right? Galas. Trying to, trying to go to the gala. No. Balls. <laughs> you know, in Boise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they have them. I just don't go to those. I've never but, heard of them. <laughs> but it was a, it happened to be a, a gal who was, uh, who just graduated with her MFA and she was doing another storytelling event, but she had a poem and it was interesting because it was, it was a poem about how she met this person and it was another poet and then just their relationship as two poets and, Hmm. basically i was like oh man it happens in other scenes too (laughs) oh okay all right okay yeah (laughs) yeah i've gone to a couple of poetry slams or poetry like poetry readings and uh yeah sometimes it's interesting because you can yeah you just see people like you know they're trying they're trying something yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. they're trying they're really trying but yeah yeah, it's um i mean i I will tell you that most of my comedy not a surprise i am very single and it's about being very single and just very (laughs) unaware or starting to be more aware about certain things so Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's a lot of ladies' cups of tea in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I have my, I maybe not have found my voice, but I definitely have found my audience. My, so. my ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's important. <laughs> I, it, it's cool because I think there are more and more people out there that are, you know, like to find their, like, artists that are brand spanking new mm-hmm. that they kind of can like latch onto a little bit right. and kind of follow their journey yes. from if, you know, as they maybe progress and become bigger or something right. like that, or I, I don't know. I think there's a, like, a, I think there's more appreciation for people who are just starting out in like yeah. music and right. comedy and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can say you knew me when, right? <laughs> All uh, way back when. <laughs> I was an OG Aaron Riley yeah, fan. Right. I followed her everywhere. I mean, <laughs> I don't have a following like some people have I had a following. A, I got in my van. <laughs> I followed her from <laughs> bar to bar. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but then it does get me to thinking, like, how cool would that be? Because I, myself, have gone on road trips to see artists and pot podcasts specifically and uh artists that i've <clears throat> seen here 
who will never come back here. And so now you yeah, have to go. Right. Uh, you have to go to bigger cities. But, you know, that's always a dream, right? Who 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 have you gone to see? Like podcast wise? or a band. Let's, a band? let's do Lizzo. bands. Lizzo. I don't know Lizzo. Oh, yeah. So Lizzo's great. She was, um, she's a very body positive uh person is this is lizzo it sounds maybe like it's uh, an artist who's contemporary uh, well she's like a r&b she's uh i mean she raps a little bit uh but she's like she a sings, current artist yeah she okay, is a current gotcha. artist so she's blowing up oh okay now cool. well now so, i know yeah Very so cool. she she was here for tree fort a couple years ago right on um and i heard about her through another group and went and saw her and I was like, oh, my God, I now have a girl crush on her and she is amazing. Um, and then she came back here twice, once at the Knitting Factory and once at uh, the Revolution or whatever place. These are these are places that you can see music here in Boise. <laughs> well, that, that's a little. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> People know the name. The yes, Knitting okay, Factory, yeah, okay, but cool, Revolution, cool, cool. maybe. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and then she is never coming back. She's too big. So I went to Portland uh, at the end of April. Oh, cool! To go and see her. So it's been a while since I've I've gone on a couple road trips to see mm-hmm. bands in my in my younger days, but yeah. it's been a while since I've done it because yeah. I'm just don't I don't like going to concerts. Concerts right. are oh, yeah. Standing up for so that right. long is so hard. Yes. <laughs> and that is kind of the problem that we ran into at Lizzo because the two times that we went to see her here, my roommate was able to get us um VIP. Ooh. <laughs> well, which just means like you don't have to stand with the crowd, right? Right. You <laughs> yeah. get chairs. Yeah, you get chairs and you're on a balcony and yeah. that's nice. And we just couldn't get it this time in Portland. And so we were like, oh, man, there was so much personal space that yeah. was invaded by everything. Right. And, <laughs> and unless you are going to take the if you're going to be like a person who is going to party yeah and like boogie and get right. down and get wild yeah then i you know it might not be so bad because you're kind of like don't care yeah you're just like <laughs> inhibitions are to the wind i'm just right. gonna i'm gonna party yeah. i'm in the long i'm in for the long haul yeah but if you are stone cold sober like myself <laughs> you don't want to be touched <laughs> and, well and if just and just like the standing part yeah. the oh, aspect gosh. of it alone where you're just like well i'm just gonna plant myself against this back wall mm-hmm. and watch from back here mm-hmm. and just gonna like stand here for three or four hours on concrete usually <laughs> yeah on yeah. concrete and yeah. i'm just gonna stand here and right. have no reprieve <laughs> and then by the time like the artist that you wanted to see gets up you're just like fuck i am tired yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I can't really hang with the con, and I, and that's really the only person recently who I've gone to see. When I lived in Portland, there was a Portland band that I used to go to every show when I lived there, um, and then they broke up. <laughs> oh, what was the what was uh, the band? Menomina. Menomina. Yeah. That's one of my son's favorite songs. Oh yeah, the- <laughs> right. Yes, everybody says the song, but they were a band cool. in Portland, and they Good name. They, they were they were cool and i liked them a lot and it was fun to go see them um but i am more apt to going (laughs) and road tripping now for um authors 
which I've done. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 35. <laughs> okay. That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened one time. <laughs> uh, yeah. An author who made a really big impact on my life uh, with a book was doing a reading at Oregon State where I graduated and it was free. Oh, oh. And so I drove nine hours super hungover to get there <laughs> and then stand in line and, and see her. And then get my book signed. And then she touched my hand, which was the biggest deal wow. to me. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. So she touched very special. my hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Going to see an author sounds like a very, like, <laughs> in your 30s thing to do. So I wasn't sure. Oh, how, I thought yeah. I thought you might be, like, in your 20s. So I, I know. Because I, uh, <laughs> uh, to me, I was like, oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm about to thir turn 31 in a few mm -hmm. months. So I was like, that sounds very in line with where i am at right right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'll go i would maybe go road trip for a podcast or yes. uh or yeah like a uh an author or something like yeah. that yeah but seeing going to st stand to see a band that no, is going to sound better on right you know coming from your computer or your phone yeah <laughs> and that's the that's kind of the whole thing and i was with uh 20 year olds like 25 like gotcha. older 20 year olds but still i'm like guys i can't <laughs> I need a Red Bull. I'm tired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now let's not talk to me for the rest of the night because that was fun. But mm. yeah, uh, I, I I went to Crouch, Idaho, a few years oh. back. Um, because Crouch, Idaho, is a small town. It's about two hours outside of Boise, and they used to do this big Fourth of July celebration where it just became anarchy and <laughs> people went nuts and like i think it's a town of like a couple hundred people and it would blow up on fourth of july and like thousands of people would show up yeah. because there was just no rules and <laughs> nobody was like enforcing any laws like the only yeah. thing was like don't fire fireworks into the buildings but okay. other than that like illegal fireworks you know like going Fine. off in the middle of the street like 10 feet away from you and oh, it's madness that and sounds like my nightmare i i gotta be honest <laughs> i i went with my my now wife and she was my girlfriend at the time yeah. it was before we had kids yeah and we went with two of our uh two of my comedian friends mm -hmm. and we uh dabbled with some uh substances some oh, yeah. hallucinogenics <laughs> or psychedelics i guess yeah. <laughs> uh and a couple other things and uh by i want to say like eleven thirty, mm -hmm. i was like honestly i'd kind of be down to go home <laughs> right and that's when I was like 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I've always been kind of, I was a little wild. I uh, I got married early and then divorced early. Okay. <laughs> I'm not married anymore. <laughs> Weird, Aaron. How, how old? Uh, I got married at 19. That is really young. Yes, and it. I'm not religious, <laughs> but I was in the Navy, so... Uh, oh, okay. and he was in the Navy. We met in boot camp, and so oh, uh, that was kind of our way of getting off our ships so that we could have off base housing and you get more money when you're married. Oh, I mean, but I also very much loved him at the time, so that was another uh, gotcha. Thing. So it wasn't just yeah. like it wasn't like a green card no, type of marriage, no. type thing, right? yeah, it was a real, a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I really, I mean, I really felt like I was in love with him, sure. Uh, and then it just didn't work out uh and so right after that so i was a i lived on my own for the first time in portland of all places which was amazing so i was 24 
And then I felt like I was 21 and I just went crazy. Okay. Yeah. That that sounds familiar to <laughs> for a few people that I know yeah. where they got married young yeah. and uh, got divorced yeah. like relatively soon after that and then kind of just went gung yeah (laughs) i was like i'll do anything yeah that sounds fun sure i'm not i'm pressing all of this stuff down and i'm just gonna power through it uh (laughs) so i did i did that for for a while uh and went to college at 25 and you know tried to hang with them but also was like i feel really old i'm much older than (laughs) you especially at that time too if you're 25 and you're hanging out with like 19 year olds it's not like a huge age gap no that's like our age gap yeah you know i'm 30 and you're 35 so it's like the same age gap but when when like up to i think maybe like 26 Mm -hmm. maybe then it seems like then like the age gap doesn't seem as big like a, but when you're yeah. 24 and you're hanging out with like 18 19 year olds yes. it's like i feel so much older than you it, and exactly. having gone through the the whole well, the thing life of, experience yeah, that no one else the has Navy, yes and yeah. then getting married and then getting divorced, you're at such like a different place than people who are like, right. I'm just leaving home for the first time. Right, exactly. And I'm like, I'm going to try. I'm going to try my hardest to make connections. Yeah. And I and I mean, I did. I met some pretty cool people, but also I was like, oh, I'm real fucked up too. I'm like yeah. really not in a good place right now. So, yeah. um, so I... <laughs> I mean, I could totally understand and relate where by the end of my 20s, I'm like, I have done so much stuff. (laughs) I have lived a lifetime. I mean, day drinking was the worst. I would always end up like crying when I used. (laughs) Now I don't drink anymore because I'm like, it just makes me feel awful all the time. Um, But that doesn't mean I'm always sober. (laughs) Sure. Okay. But I, yeah, it's just, I can remember, so I can remember in my late 20s, um, yeah, trying to still hang a little bit and then be like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> you, know, you know, it was really interesting one time. Uh, I do want get, to get back to a couple of things oh, yeah. that you were saying, yeah. but because uh, I have some questions, uh, a couple of questions that popped up. But uh, there was a time like... Uh, a, a couple of years ago where I went down to, it was when I was doing also, I was doing stand up a lot at the mm-hmm. time. And I kind of had like, uh, I didn't I had one kid, hadn't had my second kid yet, was married and didn't get to go, wasn't going out very right. much, even like to do stuff, but like do stand up stuff yeah. or like perform and stuff like that. But it happened to be a night where I knew I was going to be able to like hang out and like hang for a while. Yeah. And, uh, everybody that I was there, like, there to kind of like hang out with and see like left oh, by like nine o'clock. Oh. And then I was just like by myself and I was like, oh, this <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> cool, guys. Thanks. Is this what you all have been doing when I've been leaving at like 730 from things? Yeah. You know, are you guys just hanging out for like another hour and a half and then bailing also? Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, but I, that's crazy that you were in the Navy. Yeah. Uh, how long did you serve for? Oh, well, here's the story about that. Ooh, okay. uh, <laughs> I joined the Navy um, when I was 19. Oh, I guess I got married at 20. It's all a blur. And <laughs> it's all just a whirlwind of a blur of a thing. So I only served just shy of three years because I was in a pretty... Um, 
it, it was a pretty interesting relationship. Uh, he was older than me. He was also um, a drug addict and an alcoholic, oh, wow. which I did not know when I first married him. Um, no oh. one said anything to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Even my parents were like, well, we, uh, we kind of knew when we had lunch with him for the first time because he just kept drinking, but we didn't want to say anything, which I, of course on the back end, I was like, why didn't no one tell me about this? But what, what, what are you going to do? What right? do you, what do you say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the risk being alienated. No, they didn't yeah. want to do that either. It's a scary thing to yeah, bring up. Absolutely. So, um, he was really good at convincing me to try cocaine and then we just did it a lot because we were having problems too and um if anyone's ever done cocaine you feel amazing (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like hey i feel so amazing let's talk about our problems Uh, um type of a thing and let's work these out which when you're off cocaine still there right (laughs) yeah worked out um and so I got, uh, I got caught, not oh. not in the act, but uh, there was an all command like pee test day. Gotcha. And uh, I was doing so much, wow, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that I got caught. Uh, right. And so they asked me to leave formally. So I used to say, I mean, I I was trying to do a bit about that, and uh, it doesn't work because I'm still super uncomfortable with it. Oh. Although I'll talk about it on a, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> Weird. Well, right? there's no expectation to be funny here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but, I, you know, I used to say, uh, like, I would talk about the fact that uh, I was an addict and didn't really know it until recently because uh, someone actually labeled me as an addict. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't. Oh, well, no, actually, now that we're running down the list, this is very addictive behaviors. And I did stop for a reason because I... Did so somebody like you didn't hear that like the term addict applied to you until after you had already quit? Yeah, not until this year. Oh, that's so interesting. Yes. To kind of have like then look back on that and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I was. Yeah, that's definitely. Oh, that's so. Yeah. Yeah, not until this year someone was uh, like, oh, would you say? I mean, because we were just, this person and I were just talking about stuff and. And he was like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, that sounds like you're an addict <laughs> or were an addict. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, that actually, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just going back in my mind about everything that I was doing. Going, like going through the checklist, yeah. like a mental checklist. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 Checks that right? box. Yep. Checks that. Which was so the, whole, the whole thing of like, well, no, I'm not, I'm not like my ex-husband. But then I'm like, mm, yeah, I definitely did it for a bit after we broke up so like, gotcha <laughs> you know. so it wasn't just all him <laughs> right exactly right after uh, after a little bit so um yeah so just sh- so uh that was a long story too just shy of three years because i got uh, kicked out oh wow that, that, that's amazing <laughs> that's yeah amazing. yeah you don't you don't it's that's interesting because I guess I have some sort of like preconceived notion of what's like a service person <laughs> looks and acts right. like and to in the you know the caricature of that yes. that I have drawn in my mind right you don't fit that no very well well anytime anybody hears about that for the first time there uh either that I've been married um and been in the navy people get really surprised 
uh, the first Mar- marriage time. doesn't surprise. I no, mean, yeah. Pe- people have been people get married all the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I guess it's like in correlation with the marriage thing. Uh, or I mean, excuse me, with the navy thing. Right. But then also, people do think I'm much younger than I am. Oh, gotcha. Too. <laughs> Which you know, okay, so humble brag on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aging like a fine wine. Right? <laughs> Maybe it's because I was so repressed. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, yeah. I and being married at 19 is is oh man so and I was a stepmom too wow yes. oh my god Aaron <laughs> I know there's just so many layers I know there's so many layers yeah adding new things yeah yeah to this. yeah so uh it was uh yeah it was crazy so I think you know uh yeah I've had a lot of life experiences for 35 uh for my age now I for mean, sure. But there's other people who have plenty of life experiences too. Right. Here, here's yeah, me course. trying to be like, no, let me downplay that because, you know, uh, plenty of people have. <laughs> right. And, and uh, of course, you don't need to do that because <laughs> right. your experience is as valid as anybody's, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but it, yeah. Yeah. I get, just, uh, I, I mean, obviously it, it didn't last <laughs> as so few of marriages do from that young, that young yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I It's just, almost unheard of at this point, right? Yes, exactly. I think it's it's just crazy uh and I think so admirable if you do get married at a young age and are still I mean, let me just tell you, if you're married period, <laughs> that means that you have made the choice to choose to love somebody and and work through a lot of shit. Yeah. I think at least give it a good try. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I think that and the funny part is that like that's kind of my comedy is um, I'm trying to be relatable too. is that like um, I'd love to work on stuff about uh, I throw this out a lot of like relationship propaganda and we see it all the time on like these 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 Hallmark quotes. Oh, sure. On like Facebook and like uh, then we have the Nic- Nicholas Sparks and the movies and right. all this stuff yeah. where it's like, oh, well, uh, I've been in this. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> it is not like that. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm a, I mean, maybe I'm jaded. Maybe I'm cynical, but I'm like, th- this is never going to happen. Well, I like I think, yeah, I think a lot of it just has to do with what your expectations are right. of other people. Right. Because if you have it in your mind that you're a, the, a person that you're, like romantically involved with or have a romantic relationship with if you have this expectation on you know they have to like save me in some capacity because that's what all those fucking books are about is like somebody comes along and you know they save each other and uh they're like he was uh broken and she was lonely yes and they came together and they solved each all of each other's problems and it's like magically if you, yeah if you have that expectation yeah for honestly for any relationship yes. that you're in like these weird expectations that we have from you, you know romance novels right. and movies and tv yeah. or just these like things on social media that you see mm-hmm. of like you know my, my boo is right. <laughs> my man crush monday right or my woman crush wednesday yes. or whatever it right. is is so it's all such fucking bullshit yeah 
Well, which is like the one that has pissed me off recently was uh, this quote that was like, I know I'm a handful, but that's why you have two hands. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. No. Or, or, or it's like, I know I'm a dick, but if you love me, I'll. Yeah. <laughs> like, some, like whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, I think that's uh, that right there is the propaganda. And that right there also perpetuates uh, toxic uh can i'm not saying it does necessarily but can perpetuate like a toxic kind of thought process and and again with the expectations like well i know yeah i know i'm a fucking piece of shit but uh uh, that's take me or (laughs) take it or leave it right yeah and yeah you don't see a lot of like um propaganda like that that's like <laughs> you know be compassionate towards your partner yes. and listen to what they're saying right, <laughs> <You> right. <know? laughs> yeah. but also stand up for yourself yes, when you need to <laughs> boundaries boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is that i mean which is something that i feel like i've had oh i've been so bad with boundaries and uh they're difficult they are so difficult especially if you're a person who's sensitive and you're a people pleaser and it's yeah. just like Okay, yeah, totally talk to They're me more like that. difficult That's than fine. they should be, for yeah. sure. It doesn't seem like it should be some like setting strong, like good boundaries. It yeah. does not seem like something that should be hard. Like right. to just be like to just say when you do or don't like something. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. Well, and and then you just don't want that conflict either. And so right, if you're trying yeah. if you're a person who's like, I do not want conflict. But it's funny too, because uh what I've learned too, I mean, I I would say that within the last year um with comedy and with new people and just trying to be more self-aware um about myself uh where was i going i don't know i had a point with this uh, <laughs> uh oh being more comfortable uh okay. with actually uh saying where where i'm not happy in like right. a, a friendship or a relationship yeah um and uh now feeling more comfortable with doing that because it's not a big blow up it's not as big of a conflict as right. i think it is in my head right you make it out to be i do the same thing yeah. right? i make it out to be like it's going to be such a big deal right and then when you and you just build up all this dread and yes. anxiety right? <laughs> right and you're just like oh gosh i i have this feeling but i i don't want to i can't put it out there because yeah. this person's going to get mad at me right exactly <laughs> and then it's like it happens that that person's actually maybe an adult and they're like oh yeah okay okay cool yeah right? yeah it's almost oh. it's almost never as bad as you think it's going to be <laughs> and then sometimes when it is as like sometimes if it does create like a big thing then it's like it's still not as bad as you thought it was going to yes, be, right? Exactly. It might be bad, but it's never going to be like like in a. It's usually not going to be like a relationship ender, you right? Know? Very few times will. Yeah, it be. unfortunately, sometimes it is a relationship ender, and then you have to then realize that was not a good relationship. Right. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> like they were doing things that I did not like. Yeah. Why was I sticking around? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, yeah. But it it that's a. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you feel like you're uh, getting to that place more because I, I, I relate to that a lot. Yeah, and good. I feel like that is I, I you know I'm I'm not good at it, but I <laughs> I try I try to I try yeah. try to be like you said self aware right. and conscious of stuff like that. Right. 
uh wouldn't it be great to be a person that doesn't give a shit yeah so that's what also <laughs> what i'm trying to figure out like how okay because i'm a very analytical person too Same. and i and i really love uh learning about why people are passionate and why they yeah. tick yeah too for sure and so when i meet someone who doesn't seem to give a shit i'm like can you explain to me how you got to this point? Right. Oh. Like, how can I, like, I want to mirror right. this. Yes. So how does that happen? But I have found out that some people who seem not to give a shit really do. <laughs> that is <laughs> also so interesting. Better <laughs> at bottling. <laughs> well, so this is not, this is kind of, kind of different, but my, I mean, my wife is, uh, very emotionally she's like very mm -hmm. similar to me but when i get really into something i get really into it yeah. and i want to know everything about it like if there's a like a uh movie that mm -hmm. i like or like uh like i'm kind of like a, a movie nerd i guess yeah. you would say so like i know like like indie directors and like indie screenwriters <laughs> and stuff like that and like i have people like that i'm a fan of that right. like aren't well known or something and i like fall i'm like you know i want to like check out their new movie when it comes out and yeah. stuff like that and uh i know like actors names and stuff like that and like obscure actors names and stuff like that and like tv shows and all this stuff and my wife she's she loves music she yeah. loves movies she yeah. loves like she loves books she loves reading she's a very intelligent person right. but she does not give a fuck about <laughs> the backstory of anything yeah. like that and yeah. i do and right. i'm always just like but how, how but <laughs> doesn't it doesn't it make it better right <laughs> and she's just like no not really i just right. enjoy it for what it is yeah and but i think that they're to put it kind of in the terms of what we were talking about before right. there, I, there's got to be people out there that are there, like I have met people that are just really good at just clearly stating like their boundaries oh, and gosh, clearly yeah. stating like what they're thinking and what they're feeling. Right. And it's uh it's confusing. It is very confusing. <laughs> it is very confusing because I'm like, uh, how do you do that? But then also I'm like, teach me how to be as cool as you. Right. Because I want to be a cool cucumber as well, but I'm a Bert and I overanalyze everything. Right. And I, I'm you just know, a mess inside. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to resign to the fact that I'm not going to be cool. Right. <laughs> probably yeah. ever. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, a book that I read uh, a few years ago called the Tao of Pooh. Have mm -hmm. you ever read? Do you know no. that book? Okay. The Tao of Pooh. It's, uh, it's a, it's a good book. It's about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> you um, don't say. <laughs> for, yes. And, uh, 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 a, fr a good friend gave it to me for my birthday and it's kind of about, I, I kind of took a lot from it because mm -hmm. it's, uh, you, people, I highly recommend it to everybody, yeah. but it's like the, how Winnie the Pooh kind of exemplifies Taoism you know mm -hmm. and uh it's very good and that book very really spoke to me and okay. i was like oh, maybe you should just try and be like poo and just kind of like uh -huh. you know move through the world in a little bit more of a uh like chill way right but uh, to me that means just saying what's on your mind and how yeah. you feel like when you feel it and when right. you think it and right because like you know it's not going to be as big of a deal yeah when it actually yeah. comes out i'm just eeyore 
Like yeah. I, I might not seem like it all the time, but that's me. Um, <laughs> and then I'm always just like, "Hey guys, can you understand?" <laughs> I'm sad. I I think I I I think I'm probably owl Whoa. because owl is this like know-it-all. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a know-it-all and yeah. thinks he knows everything all the time right. and has like a wealth of knowledge. Yes. Uh, but it's all just empty, and it's just <laughs> to cover up the fact that he is very insecure. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't. I always try to do a character, and then I'm like, oh, that doesn't fit me as well because you can't fit me in a box, Aaron. Why do you try uh, to do that? But yeah, I get it. Maybe I'm just a mixture of everything because I also pretend like I know everything, and then also I'm like, but I don't know anything. Right. Yeah. Also. That's <laughs> that old Socrates thing right. where it's like the, all uh, uh, all the, the only true wisdom is knowing yeah. that you know nothing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. But I, Same. I'm, <laughs> yeah, but I'm super annoying too because I have been called out for picking out ridiculous things. Like sometimes with people's sets, I will get stuck on one thing. Like how they worded something yes, or something like that? Yes, and I'm like, well, that's not really that factually. And that oh. was uh, this. And it's like... I, Ooh, oh, Aaron, that's annoying, and you need to stop that. <laughs> uh, well, actually, see, I kind of get hung. I yeah. am similar, and I get hung up on the same thing. Yeah, when, it takes if I, me out of everything. Yeah, if you are, <laughs> if only because if you're going to reference something, right. it takes like. 30 seconds to fucking <laughs> enter it into Google and just like right. check the basic facts right. of something. Right. Like if you're going to make a joke about the war of 1812, yeah, right. you don't want to say the war of 1813. Because <laughs> then half the room, you've lost them. You've lost yeah, them. Yeah, because they're like, wait, is, he do, is that part of the joke or yeah. does he just not, is this person just an idiot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah, that takes yeah. me out of it too. Yeah. And I do... I refrain from it most of the time, but it do, yeah. I do want to go up and just be like, hey, <laughs> just so you know, not that's not true. Right. <laughs> you look like a dunce cap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In my mind. Right. If you're worried about that, which you're not, you're never worried. They're never worried about what. I right. Mean, so, yeah. Well, if it's presented in a way where they're like, uh, you know, like I don't give a shit, whatever. Yeah. Like that's not the point of it, and they right. kind of like call out the fact that they don't have all the facts about yeah. something. Then it's not going to bother me as much. Yeah. But if something, if somebody's just you know, presenting yeah, a, a, a premise to something and it they don't have all the facts to it, then it's mm-hmm. like, well. Do your due diligence. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, a, which I totally found out, I got that from my dad, because my dad does that too, because there's this, this like, Tig Notaro set. She's my favorite uh, comic, and there's this, yeah, she's uh, wonderful. this uh, bit that she has about uh, the Rolling Stones and uh, when she's in middle school. Anyway, I'm not going to, I will never do it justice. So I'm not <laughs> going to go into the whole thing. Anyway, I showed that to Thank my you. dad and uh, he was like, um, that's actually not the Rolling Stones best song. I'm just going to let you know. And I was like, not the point. Oh my gosh. But then I'm like, oh, I do that too. Okay. Well, that's where I get it from. Well, that in that case, it's subjective, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. Because he's like, he's just making a claim that that's not their best song. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, 
Oh, okay. But I, I do do that annoying thing as well. So that's why I'm like, sure. oh, I should probably stop doing that yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff. Maybe not all the time. That's kind of <laughs> annoying. <laughs> uh, well, Aaron, uh, I think that's a, a, a okay. good place for us to wrap okay, it up. Perfect. I really appreciate yeah. uh, you coming by. Uh, do you have anything, any final thoughts, any final words? Oh, no. The a- Atheist <laughs> Nomads podcast. Oh, yeah. The check Atheist, that out. Yeah, check out the Atheist Nomads podcast. Um, and, you know, follow me. Great. <laughs> this, uh, this was honestly really nice. Oh, I, good. I, I've never had it be just one person. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. So this was a nice change of pace. Perfect. And I really appreciate you <laughs> yeah. coming by. Yeah. Uh, and uh, everybody listening, uh, thank you for doing that. And we'll uh, you'll hear us next week. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Are you getting